make better decisions, and win faster with Bonham Born advice, coaching, and training. Bonham Born is led by Gore Newell, an ICF leadership coach, combat veteran, and business leader. And I can personally say that he has a wealth of knowledge, and really, he can just help you with all facets of leadership that you are looking for here. Now, Bonham Born have helped many people like yourselves improve their business and their teams by becoming the very best versions of themselves. They apply current and proven leadership experience for the most dynamic and complex environments to help their clients solve problems, overcome obstacles, and win. Can you improve? You bet. Why wouldn't you? Get in touch with Bonham Born for group individual sessions and workshops. Go to www.bonborn.com and use the exclusive code EARNIT to secure yourself in one of these sessions. Once again, that's EARNIT, E-A-R-N-I-T, to secure yourself in these workshops. Link in the description below. Hello, friends. So who agrees that handing out those physical business cards are a thing of the past? Well, right now with OVU Smart Cards, what it is here is that you have a single card and you can just tap that card onto a person's phone. And what it does here is it uploads all the business information you want to disclose onto that phone. Now it's super cool, it's sleek, and easy to use. Especially with everything going on, including social distancing, this is a great way for business professionals, maybe like yourselves, to spread your business information over. Now in order to get the card, you can go to ovu, that's O-V-O-U dot com to purchase the card. Now because we paired up with Ovu Smart Cards, I'm actually offering my listeners $10 off the card. All you gotta do is enter the promo code JOE10, that's J-O-E-10, to get $10 off the card. Link in the description below. All right, yo, thank you so much for joining me, Sue. How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing well, Joe. Thank you for having me on your podcast, bro. I'm excited to be here. You know, uh, you know, helps you keep my mind off the pandemic. And, you know, I've been listening to your podcast and I follow you, obviously. And it's, you know, it's, it's always inspiring. You know, it's always nice to hear other people's point of views on things, right? You know, like you said, a fresh cup of joy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a fresh new perspective on, you know, on different things. And honestly, that's what I'm just here to do is to talk to people and just to have their insight on existing topics. Because once you hear someone else's point of view, I think that's when you can really kind of learn a bit. Yeah, what, whatever you do with it is up to you. But I'm just here to honestly just see a different perspective on things. And I like that, and you're and you're helping yeah. people have a have a voice, you know, because a lot of people they have a lot to say, but they don't have an outlet to say it, and they keep it in. And there's so many unheard stories out there, but through you, they're getting this outlet where we can hear their stories and we can hear what's going on and how they see things and how they view things in life, and which brings us in society closer. Because to me, if we, everybody seeing things the same color or everybody see things, you know, smells the same things, it becomes too black and white. 
And when things become too black and white, that's when, you know, it's human nature to be jealous of what they don't have and people start clashing, right? That's how I feel. So having a different perspective and seeing where other people come from and to grow as a society and as a culture, you know, not just like to me, yeah, there's, you know, so many different races out there, but to me, we're all one, we're, we're human, you know, we're, you know, I'm a human. People are like, oh, you know, you're from India. Yeah, you're from, you know, you know, you're, you, you're from, you know, you grew up in Toronto, you did this, you did that. I get it. But all these borders we put, we put them ourselves, you know, all these borders are there. We put them up there ourselves. To me, we're all one planet, you know? So it's not like, it's not about where you come from. It, to me, it's, it's more important about where you're going, right? And along these travels, many of us have all these stories and now we have a, a place like your podcast to, to talk about it. So I'm, I appreciate the opportunity to be on here tonight. No worries, man. And funny enough, when I first started out, man, like people didn't even want to fucking be on it, man. It was the typical, like I got ghosted and stuff. It was only so I started producing something that people said, you know what, maybe this guy is a bit serious with what he does. You know, but th- that's how it goes, right? People, it's sad to say, like, even from your own support group, it, 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 at first, people always ja- laugh and jokes and take jabs at it. You know, that's just... 200%. <laughs> right? 200%, yeah. right? 200%. That's, just, that's, that's how people are. Because deep down, even in your own support group, even in your own friend circle, they kind of really want to do that, right? They want to be... Everybody wants to be the main attractions and the, and the star of their own show, right? Every, when people see things, when people go outside in the world, when they open their eyes, they're the star of their own movie every day, right? So, you know, of course... When you start something so positive, especially something so positive, every time there's a positive movement coming up, there's going to be a lot of force and negativity that people throw and they don't even notice they're throwing it. You know, like people, you know, you'll be like, oh, I'm starting a podcast. I'm going to do this. And they'll be like, oh, what are you going to talk about? This, oh, this, oh, that's cool. You know, but they don't really want to go on until either either they hear it or, you know, they, they see it start blowing up and then they want to be part of that train and that momentum, you know, but you in a position that you're in, it's, it's good for you because you know, you, you, you see human behavior, you see how it's going. And then, you know, you're such a nice person, Joe, and you have a good heart. You're not going to turn around and be like, hey, you weren't there. there. So why are you trying to jump on now? No, you're still going to give them the opportunity to talk. And that's amazing. I know sometimes I flake myself. I flake because I got a little busy and things like that. But then you get busy too. We both have crazy schedules. We're both <laughs> entrepreneurs, always trying to work on different aspects in life, but which actually makes us closer together because, you know, I call you for business advice all the time, you know? And, um, you know, we're always there supporting each other and everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm really appreciate to have you, have you there in my corner for that. But, uh, cause, cause, uh, you know, I'll put it out there. People who don't really know Joe, I'll let you know, he, he is an entrepreneur mindset type of person and you know, he, he's a go getter. So a person like myself, he's someone I feed off that energy and we feed off each other. So I, I wanted to put that out there, you know, but, uh, <laughs> thanks man. But, uh, like, yeah, like I'm saying, like, you know, like you're, you're giving, um, you know, you're not going to turn around and be like, hey, you're not going to call my podcast now. No, you're, you're, you're still going to turn around and be like, okay, you know what? Let me have them on here. And then, you know, you're going you're gonna to hear them all and why they weren't on here. So big on you, man. Big on you, yo. Funny and, enough, uh, and, uh, like, I actually was pretty petty at one point. I, I was just like, you know what, man? Like, since you didn't respond to me, why would I ever respond to you? But, yeah. I, like, I just kind of came around and realized that this is human nature, man. If you don't have anything to show, then they're not going to come on. It's like, why is my time so valuable that I'm going to go on this guy's podcast where he doesn't even have? He has no audience. It's a fucking joke. But like well, I said, man, people start jumping on that train. Then people I usually don't talk to start talking to me. It's like, hey, man, like, hey, uh, you have this really cool podcast, man. I'm, I'm really proud of you. I really you know, hope you, you do well in it. I'm like, but buddy, like weeks ago when I first started off, you, you told me this was a joke. So like, right? like, 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 I'm not stupid, right? Don't, don't, don't do that. But it's human nature, man, at the end of the day. Yeah. It, it's human nature. And, you know, I learned, I learned that at a young age, right? Like people the first reaction people get is usually hating. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. It's, it's usually the first reaction get, people will get. You know, it comes from even our generation being raised a certain way too. Like, you know, 
me going up to my, you know, dad and be like, hey, dad, look what I accomplished. And be like, okay, so how come you didn't get an A plus? Why'd you get an A? Right? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, we're kind of taught to hate on good news from the beginning. You know what I mean? But like you said, it's human nature. But one thing's, the one thing that, you, you know, you're, you're, you, that you learn from that, and which I have to give you big kudos to, is you, you come back around, right? You come back around. And it's like, wait, you know what? I get it. I get the way people are. So it's, in, in, instead of me shunning you, I'm going to bring you on. Because I'll tell you something, man, and I learned this, you know, reading books like The Art of War and 48 Laws of Power, is when you get on a high horse or when you close yourself off in the four walls mm-hmm. you, and you close yourself off from the world, you're killing yourself. You're killing your product. You know what I mean? You're killing yeah. your brand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing you're going you're gonna to see, and I know you know this already, but you can see this even more on your come up, is that the world is full of haters, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, like, no matter yes. how much you accomplish in life, there's always going to be a handful of people that think you're wrong. You know, there's always going to be a handful of people that be like, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? But that, that is the beauty of the world. It is, man. And it's also pretty you know? cool, man, because and it also taught me to recognize the difference between a hater and someone who's critiquing you. Someone who's critiquing you is actually there to actually help you improve. Then there's a hater who's just not giving you any advice whatsoever. And... When we when you kind of get into discussions, you kind of get stuck in an echo chamber if everyone thinks the same way as you. Um, how are you supposed to get out of that if all you talk about is everyone is the same people that believe in everything you ever believe, you ever you ever say? So it's always exactly. cool to talk to people that disagree with because then at least I can able to build my own knowledge and you know maybe destroy some pre existing ones as well. But yeah. anyways, man, and enough about that, man. How like just kind of tell me about yourself and what you do and kind of who you are. Okay, so about myself. Okay, so I'll tell you about the comma. First, I'm, well, I'm Sue. Everybody knows that already by now. I'm originally from Toronto. Moved around a couple of different places in the world, which I'll get into in a bit. Found myself over here on the West Coast, you know. Um, was a chef for many years, but before that, you know, we were we were out there on the streets, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, um, you know found my street. On the streets, man. You know, we'll get into that too, but, you know... I found myself in Van on the West Coast after, you know, becoming a chef. You know, I met you in the insurance world. I changed my career a couple of times in life, which was, which is own challenge itself. Because, you know, when you do something for such a long period of time, it's hard to go back to school and be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a pay cut. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And try to make more in the long run. Because, you know, at times like those, people don't think about long-term game. They think about short-term game because you got to get your bills paid, right? You got to get, you got to get rent paid, right? You got to, you got to put food on your table. You got to take care of your loved ones, you know? So, um, left his own struggle itself but we'll, we'll get that more into deeper but yeah you know i grew up in toronto grew up in the hood what we call projects back home you know what i mean <laughs> yeah over here over here it's a little bit different there's no really government housing and the government housing out here it's like it's really really different it's um the government housing out here it's more for you know not for people on welly and things like that but it's more for you know recovering addicts and things like this and mm-hmm. i understand that i totally understand that it's vast perspective and the so-called ghetto out here they put it on one side of one side of the city and kept it separate from, you know, the upcoming side of the city and kind of try to hide it, right? Where in Toronto, it was never like that. Toronto, it was every man for himself, you know? Toronto, over here, I get it. Van has a small clique, but Toronto has something more dangerous. It's called Screwface Capital of the World. Your own best, your best friend will stab you for a dollar, you know? Screwface Capital of the World. Yeah, bro. You come from the Screwface. Drake said it himself, you know, Drake has a song. Um, I think it's called 5 a.m. in Toronto. You oh, know, yeah. it, 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 oh, is that what it, it's about? Well, Jake has a line in there and it goes, you know, I'll come up from the screw face. You know, they talk about Toronto because, you know, the reason we got that name, bro, I'll tell you, it goes back to Caravana days back in the days when Caravana started. Caravana. Oh, yeah. man. All right, you got to get out to Caravana, Joe. We got to bring you out there one dude, night. I would love to. But for those who don't know uh, Caravana, I'll kind of give a context of what that is. 
Yo, so Caravana is the biggest party Canada ever has every year. Um, it's basically the biggest Caribbean party ever. It's like carnival. It, 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 it's not, you can't say it's carnival like it is down south, like in South America, in Trinidad, in Brazil, and things like this, but it's the closest thing you're going to get up here to it. And literally the whole city shuts down for three days. Um, there's, you know, there, there's big parades. All the clubs are packed. There's them everywhere. There's shorties everywhere. There's shorties dancing on cards and thongs, bro. Freaking people pop, popping bottles in the middle of Young Street. Young, Young Street freaking shuts down. Like, it's 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 a time. It's a blast. And, like, OVO Fest started about in 2000, I think, 11 or 12. No, 2010 or 11, around there. So that's a tradition every year for um, uh, uh, Carabana as well. Uh, big Man Drake, you know, I got to give a shout-out to the big homie always. I know a lot of people hate on him, but he he put in his work, bro, and he helped put that city on the map. You know, when people are like, oh, you know, Drake did this. Drake didn't do this. Drake didn't do that. Well, you weren't in his hustle, you know what I mean? He still came back around and puts on for the city. And any man that puts on for my city is nothing but respect from, you know, from, from us, you know, from the people in Toronto. Because I'm not going to lie, and a lot of people are going to hate me for saying this, but outside of Montreal, Toronto is the next known city in Canada. And, you know, then, you know, Vancouver is known too. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, Vancouver is known not for the culture. Vancouver is known for, you know, its scenery and its beauty, right? And, you know, the Canucks, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the land, land to see, you know, the hipsters, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's not known for the culture, that urban culture that, you know, that, that big metro m- metropolis, that, 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 that urban culture that we, can, we come up on or everyone nowadays tries to strive for, which, you know, that's a whole different topic. But you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it, it's a different culture back home, you know, and it was all eyes on Toronto and, like, you know, you go anywhere, people know what Toronto, who Toronto is, what Toronto is. If you talk about Canada, the first thing they say is either Montreal or Toronto, you know? So it's a different pressure for us. But coming up, you know, even older homies, people older than me, and you know how old I am. I'm almost as old as the dinosaurs, bro. But, <laughs> freaking, you know, the older homies, they never, they never represented Toronto. These guys would be wearing New York hats, you know, and L.A. hats, you know what I mean, or Detroit hats, you know. Yeah. The, you know, cities that were known in the States, but no one was rocking Toronto, yo. And we were like, yo. You guys ever been to LA? You guys ever been to New York? Nah, bro. We never left the street. You know, we never went across the street. Then why the fuck you rocking the city? Like, do you even know any? Do you even know any of those players on that team you're rocking right now? Nah, we know. Then why the fuck you even rocking that? You know. So, our generation, we were like, we were like, yo. And when I say our generation, I mean like, you know, the man's that are like right now, 25 to, you know, 38 years old, that are in between because the man's that are 40. Those guys were still in the OG era a little bit, you know. We're the, they call us the new OGs, but I don't like those. I don't like those terminologies anymore. I'm not 12, but what's it called? <laughs> what's it called? But like, you get where I'm coming from. But like, our generation, we were just more like, yo, I support the Leafs. I support the Jays. Why am I gonna rock at LA high? You know what I mean? Like, I rock my hometown. Like, no one's putting Toronto on. You know, like, you know, then guys, you know, we we start rocking shit, and then. We're like, we're not gonna wear no LA hat. Who the fuck do I know in LA? I have a cousin somewhere over there. But Funny enough, man, because it's so it's so apparent here in Vancouver. Like, well, it, we it, don't really yeah. rep our own team. Like, God, we had a basketball team, and then we would go to the basketball game to watch the other team. Yeah, we wouldn't right. even watch the Grizzlies, man. Right, but you know, Vancouver is still a growing city, yo. Um, the culture is coming. You see it. It's not people think it's multicultural. It is, but it's not. You know, there's a lot of segregation between its own races here. You know what I mean? Like you see a lot of browns hanging with browns. You see you, you see the blacks hanging with the blacks. You, you you see you know Filipinos hanging with Filipinos. Asians hanging with Asians. White white people hanging with white people. Yeah, you see the odd crew that mingle together. And but even there, there's a segre- segregation because those odd crews that mingle together, 
um, they're from a certain side of the city. You know, they're, 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 they're from a certain bubble of the city. I don't know if this all makes sense to you, but it's just, they're more of that, you know, that, that, that suburban bubble. You know, those guys, yeah, they'll start, you know, intermingling. But then you have everyone else who is still segregated off. You know what I mean? And Yeah, because you got, you, got, you got brown people in Surrey. Surrey, you got right. in Joyce area. Right, and you, you got, got Richmond, rich the Asians. You know what yeah. I mean? But then, you know, it, it, it's happening. It's slowly happening. You know, more, people, more and more people are migrating here. The city's expanding. It's getting bigger. But you go back home like to Toronto, when I say home guys, I mean Toronto. When you go back to Toronto, it's a fucking melting pot, bro. It's the only place in the world I've seen a half, like a half Chinese, half Somalian girl who is fine as fuck. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, bro, she got that African booty with the Asian waistline. Like, what's popping, right? Like, fuck, man. You don't see that anywhere else in the world. You don't, you, you don't, you don't see that culture anywhere else in the world, you know? Oh, that's and, funny, like, man. We had a, we had a lot of pressure. You know, and, and like Vancouver, I, I just say it's a younger city. That's why it's not there yet, but it's going to get its own culture. Right now, when I first moved here about four or five years ago, I had that hipster culture, which is finally trying to, you know, start to die down because people are realizing that deodorant is important. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? That hipster culture, yeah. that hippie culture of not giving a fuck, it will, not, will never, will, will that escape, that, that, you know, skateboard culture is cool, but like, you know, that hi the hipster culture is cool. There's nothing wrong with that, but to a certain extent, you know what I mean? Because if you're so laid back in life, you're never progressing, right? And when you're not progressing, you're so laid back and so nonchalant about everything. I'm not saying don't lay back and relax and not be nonchalant, but we're so nonchalant about everything. It's like nothing progresses and that's why, those cultures are just fads, you know, and they kind of die away, right? But then you see uh, urban culture. Like, when I say the urban culture, I mean, like, mans who grew up with a certain type of music, you know, with that, with that little flavor to their food, you know what I mean? That, you know, we, 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 we a little different. We come up and, 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 and we, we're here to stay because we, we, how do I say this? We're not a fad, bro. You know what I mean? We've been, we've been going strong from the 80s. Now we're in, what, 2020, you know what I mean? And you still hear the lingos from back in the 80s and how we talk now and people still trying to be like us. You know, but, those, but do you think those people have changed from the 80s and onwards? Because I've heard, heard some people talking about, you know, how Toronto is just a different city from what it was back in the 80s. Do you think yeah, it's maybe just because it's got, just grown too big at that point for its own oh, good? Of course, yo. Like, yo, yeah. well, I don't say for its own good. I think it's for the better, but... I, I, yo, Toronto's growing, man. Like, that's what I mean. Um, Vancouver is a younger city. Vancouver reminds me of what Toronto was in the 90s when I was growing up, bro. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the late 90s, it, it just blew up. It just blew up, you know, because guys like Cardinal Official and all these guys. Cardinal you, Official, yeah. Yo, I'll tell you, Cardinal, you know, you got Shaw Claire, yeah. you got the Rascals, you know, these guys, these guys were like coming up, you know, they were, they were putting Toronto up. And then Fat Joe came out with that song, uh, uh, I forgot what song it was, but he was wearing, you know, a Tron the, the Toronto Raptors you yeah. know, logo, yes. right? Oh, yeah. And then the jersey, the purple jersey. Um, and then you got freaking, you know, Vince Carter obviously put, you know, help put Toronto. On the Yo, map. that that guy, fuck, how long did he play in the NBA for? Like a long well, time. He's still he's still in the NBA. Yeah. This was this was supposed to be his last year, bro. But yeah, then yeah. Corona kind of fucked that up, you know. <laughs> like it was it's was supposed he's, to be his last year. He's supposed to retire and shit. Yeah. But uh, he's been with the long one of the longest running players, and not the longest long. I think he, I think he is the longest running player in the yeah. league. I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he might be the longest running player in the league. But Vince Carter, man, you know, he was the first he was the first person to bring bottle service to Canada, let alone Toronto. Really. Yeah, uh, this Jesus is documentary. It's called called the Carter Effect. It's oh. in uh, it's it's on Netflix, and it talks about Vince Carter's club. Like I was way too young for that, but like I, I you know, I have older brothers and stuff that all went there, <laughs> and like you know, like like the clubs that he was promoting and shit like that. This is when you know the Raptors first came in '95 to um to to to, to Canada, right? Yeah, and then you know eventually like 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 um. You know, eventually we drafted, you know, after Tracy McGrady, we 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 drafted Carter, and then Carter did a lot for the city, man. He is 
a home. He, he might not be from Toronto, but he's Toronto, man. And he loves our city, and we love that guy. That guy built basketball courts in the hood for us, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know any other basketball player that did that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. For, for my city. Maybe for other cities. I'm talking about for my city. He's not even from my city, and he did that, you know? And then, like, he, like I said, he bought bottle service to freaking Canada, bro. Like, yo, this guy, before he was going to clubs, and, you know, back, back in the days, they used to just give you bottles in, in Toronto and shit. Not bottles, sorry. Like, like beer bottles. Yeah, yeah. Like, the yeah, cans and the cigarettes, right? Mm-hmm. Now, not bottle service. And then this guy's like, "Yo, you know, down in Miami, we got bottle service. How come you guys don't have that out here?" And he actually worked with uh, the Ontario Liquor Regulations or whatever you call them, and all this stuff, and brought bottle service. He was the first person to bring bottle service to. Uh, Damn, to Canada, you know? bro. Damn, didn't yeah, know man. that, man. It's crazy, right? Fucking crazy, hell, yo. right? And like, Carter yeah. was a big, you know, Carter and was a big influence growing up in the hood too. Like, you know, like they were. You know, having the Toronto Raptors, having all these sports teams, it, it built a base for us, you know, to to rep our culture, you know, to rep, to rep the logos, you know what I mean? To rep your hometown. Like, fam, you see my tattoo? Like, I, I have, you know, I have the skyline. I've seen it, yeah. Arm, the skyline, yeah. Our generation, man, we said, we said, fuck it. You know, we're going to do it. And like you said, yeah, it changed a lot from the 80s, bro. And, and you know, in the 90s, like, I remember, you know, you know I'm old as shit, but... I, I was born in the '80s, but I'm a '90s child. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, you know, yeah. seeing and, and and seeing shit going up in the '90s and still remembering to this day. Yeah, the city's changed a lot. You know, and yeah, it might have grown for its own good. You know what? You kind of might be right because a lot more, a lot more shootings now. A lot more sad shit that happens when I grew up. Don't get me wrong. There was always bullshit that happened, bro. Like, man, I remember where I had to carry a taser to school, bro, just so I wouldn't get jumped. You How bad? I mean? was that bad, eh? It was that bad. What? Well, gang violence in my city has always been there. You know no, I mean? has that changed though? Like since it hasn't. It oh, hasn't. so it's still so it's still the same. So the gang it's violence, still, it's still there. It'll always be there. It's just it's just it's spoke about a lot more now. And if you actually look at the freaking news, someone gets shot every other day back home. You know, yeah. Then that's a lot to do with us too. Our fault, you know, for you know wilding out when we wild out because we seen the OGs and these guys. You know, they would just go around and be like, yo, yo. You know, you got to do this, you got to do that. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do any of that? That shit don't make us money, bro. You know what I mean? And then they'll be like, nah, nah, you got you to gotta fight. You got to jump people. We're like, nah, fuck that. And then we started wilding out towards them. You know, it was just like, yo, like, we're going to rebel against you right now. We're going to make sure wild and we show you how to pop it off. So the younger generation after I've seen that shit, and they're like, yo, these guys are crazy. We're going to be crazier, you know? Oh, so, so they basically got influenced by the older generation because they don't know any better. They don't know any better, right? When yeah. you see your brother in and out of jail all the time, right? And then what, do you, what else do you see, right? When, when your dad's not around, you know, or your mom Dukes is not around because they're always working. And then, you know, your, your brother's all on the streets hustling, you know, to, to make some extra money to buy you shoes so you can buy some shoes school. You know, it's a, it's a different. It's, it's different. It's different. Yeah, so you know? how, how does one get out of that, though? Because, like, you seem to get out of it. My story is, uh, it, it's, it's hard, man. You know what I mean? I, obviously, I can't say everything on the air, but, like, it's... Yeah, of course, it's, of course. Of course. It's, Whatever you're comfortable it's, with. It's hard, bro. Like, you can't just... You can't just walk away. You know, no one can ever just walk away, bro. That, that, that ain't right. You gotta, you gotta follow certain rules. You gotta... You know, here's the thing. Like, for me, you know, and this is what's fucked up. I never really had a choice. Is is either you're you're in it or you're not. You get what oh, I'm saying? And and is, that, like, is that for most? Is that for most people that they just don't even have a choice? Like, as soon as you're kind of in the area, you just basically. Oh, you shit. know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like, like oh, nowadays, yeah, there's a choice, but like, what choice are you really gonna make, right? You like, you can't get a job because of your address. Because back then, bro, if you if you lived in Rexdale, most jobs you're gonna get was a factory job. You know what I mean? Do you remember? Buddy wanted to move to Rexdale for cheaper rent. He, now it's different. Now yeah. it's different. Now, now, now like, Rexdale's still bad, yo, but, but it's it's different. There's some good parts to it, you know what I mean? And, like, the gang violence now, it's it's, it's confined be- between, 
like the kids. You know what I mean? They do it. It's if it's nose is clean, yeah, it's a good place to live. But don't get twisted. Anybody can get hit with a straight bullet, bro. Yeah, you know what uh, I mean. Yeah, right. So like, you know, and and like, yeah, like you know, you we never had a choice. Like where we grew up, it was just like, okay, what am I gonna do? Be like the guy who's trying to bust his ass off at McDonald's, making seven bucks an hour, and still doesn't have enough to buy diapers, guy. Like what the fuck? And I still work another job. Doesn't even see his kid. Freaking his baby mom's cheating on him because he's never around. Like. Like, like all this different shit, you know what I mean? That's going around, and it's just like okay, or I'm gonna be like the guy in the Beamer, yeah, right, with all the girls, could take care oh. of his whole freaking family, yeah, and you know, like he's never broke, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, right? Like where we go up, here's the thing, bro. You, you either you're a sco- like a really smart scholar, right, or you a basketball player or some type of sports player, or yeah, a yeah, drug dealer, bro. What do you guys have to be? You look up. You, you, your girl try to be a cop, man. Where we come from, you don't. People don't look up to try to be cops, bro. You know because half those cops weren't even doing good for us, bro. There's cops back in my hood. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one story. This is yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you one story. This is one cop in our hood. We won't say names. There was one cop, cop in our hood. We'll just say he had red hair, and everyone knows who I'm talking about. If you're, if you, if you grew up in Regsdale, or you know, if you grew up anywhere in in, in uh, North York, Toronto, you know the redhead cop I'm talking about from 1998. To 2006. Right? Oh, whoa. All right. Like, everybody knows who I'm talking about if you're from that area, those areas. And that, that motherfucking dude, that dude, one time, you know, he arrested me because he just felt like it, okay? He just felt like arresting me, okay? And people are like, oh, you can't just arrest me because he felt like it? Yeah, you go tell that to cops back home. He, this nigga fucking put cops on me, put me in the back seat of his fucking car. And was like, all right, bro, how much, how much weed do you got on you? And by then, you know, weed was a big deal. Nowadays, weed's weed, right? But when yeah. we grew up, bro, we had to fucking hide our weed. Otherwise, cops would beat us up to get those splits, bro. I'm not even joking. Freaking. So what happened was, you know, this guy, how much weed you got? And I'm like, oh, what are you talking about, guy? His partner's like, he has a small little joint. And, guy, and the cop's like, oh, you think you're tough. You know, you think you're a tough gangster, right? I'm like, bro, I'm just here outside, finished school, to smoke a joint, but now you're not at me, like, that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get like, you. Man, I'm not, yeah. I ain't no tough gangster or nothing. What's up? What's up? You know? But just because the area I'm from, the people that were my friends, the way I dress, you know, the way I cut my hair. Well, I, didn't, I had long hair back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all the pictures, that, man. Yeah, that, 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 that made me a target, just the way I look, you know? And not just from people in my area, like, like outside my area, but from the cops, bro. The cops just discriminate against you because of your skin color, the way you look, you know, how you dress. You know what I mean? You're just dressing because you like that style. But to them, it's like, nah, you're a fucking gangbanger, bro. Fucking and yo, this man threw me in his car. It took me to the opposite hood, bro. Oh, Twenty okay. minutes away from me. All right. Okay. When he knows I got beef with people, dog, because those guys don't like people from my hood. Okay. Let me out of the car. Took me out of handcuffs and drove away. Left me in the center of the hood, dog. Really? Center you, of the hood. You could have. You could have died. You could have died. You could have. <laughs> you you know could have I mean? died. I, That's crazy. I could have died. died, but man's over there. They knew who man's were for me. And like, like I said, my generation, like we, we kind of squashed the beef, like. Bloods and Crips never made it out to to Vancouver, bro. You guys never had a big issue no. With that. We just we had a, we kind of like inner Surrey Jackson, like Surrey, right, right. Yeah, like we sure, we, yeah. we had a big big thing with Bloods Crips and 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 you know there's the next game Malasalva Truta, MS13, you know, but um MS MS13 is a different group from Bloods and Crips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google them, you'll see. Okay, they're one of the biggest gangs, second third biggest gangs in the world after Bloods and Crips nowadays, bro. Um, what's it called? Um, they're, they're, they're Salvadorian crew, but I don't like speaking on them too much. But yeah, freaking, you know, we had a big issue with Bloods and Crips back then. And, you know, depending on what area you're from, either a Blood or a Crip, it depends where you're born, bro. You know, and like, 
you're not just a crip because like yo, you're from the town or you're from or you're not just a blood because you're from Finch or whatever. Obviously, you gotta do your work to get in, which I can't really say on air. But you know, you got you gotta do your shit to get in the crew, you know. But at the same time, you don't really have a choice if you can do the shit or not because man's not gonna look at you and think you're a bitch if you ain't defending your own block. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it came down to. That's how they brainwashed kids back in the days. Like, do you love your friends? Do you love your hood? Do you really do? You, do you, do you love where you're from? And we were stupid enough to go to B for a piece of pavement, bro. <laughs> like, that's fucking dumb. We don't even own that pavement. The government does, bro. You know? But we were dumb enough to fall for that shit because that's that's what they got taught and that's what they taught us. Because, so, yeah. you know, you it's just a trend that going down from the 80s, you know, starting in the States. You know what I mean? Like, the, the biggest prison in the world are the ghettos. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It's a mm-hmm. fucking trap, bro. And to get out, it's fucking nearly impossible. That's why one, statistically, one percent made it. I'm lucky to be that one percent. But the hell, I've been through to get where I am today, man. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I don't have a criminal record anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, lu- I'm lucky that you know par- pardons were, were were given to me. I'm lucky that like like I fell into a chef career that mm-hmm. took me away from the streets yeah. because. One thing you can't put a price on, bro, is my freedom, and these motherfuckers did. Yeah. They put a price on my bill money. You get what I'm saying? Damn. So the one thing you can't put a price on is freedom, man, and not, nothing in life is worth your freedom, and you don't know how precious it is until it's taken away from you. So, like, the promise of these BMWs, these the, all the bitches and all the money, like, it's a big cost, and that cost is basically, like, you can't really, like, be safe your life. at all. Yeah. Your life. And it's, so, like, it's not even worth it at that point, is it? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You ever yeah. seen an old drug dealer? No. Yeah, because they don't exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know why they don't exist? Because they're dead or in jail. Look at Pablo Escobar, bro. Look yeah. At this one. Look at El Chapo, yo. Sooner or later, you get caught. Sooner or later, they come to you. Because at the end of the day, they, they put you there, but they will take it away from you, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, gee, I was living at 22. I had my own condo. You know, like, you know, like we we had nice cars. We were going to the States every weekend. We were doing our shit, dog. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. That lasted all overnight. Mm. You know, overnight, you know? And then... The way I got out, the way I got out is because I did my time. I kept my mouth shut. I, I, I came out and, you know, I, I kind of had to scrap my way out. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of had to, like, fight my way out. Not as a physical sense as in, you know, like, literally fighting people the way out. But you have to put in some serious work. You have to do certain, you know, put, put serious cards into play. And if you're a G, you make it out. If, you, if you're a real one, you risk your whole life to make it out. But I had advantage. I didn't have no kids. I yeah. Have, oh, shit. I Imagine no, having I no, kids. And a wife. You know, yeah. to, to worry about the repercussions of, of the backlash of leaving, mm-hmm. because you always gotta worry about repercussions, bro. Even if even if half even if half your crew thinks you're cool, there's gonna be that one motherfucker that that that's gonna be like, yo, it's not a pussy. I'm gonna deal with him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I was just fortunate enough mm-hmm. to that that anyone who came up to me that way, you know, we we took care of their then and there, yo. You know, mm-hmm. and. I was just fortunate enough to have the niggas beside me that I did and the dudes beside me that I did and the boys beside me that I did because, you know, like, at the end of the day, bro, you're out, but you're never out. You what do you know? mean by like, that? Your people are your people, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're, you're, you're never really, really out. Like, you're still going to keep in contact with certain people. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a brotherhood, bro. Like, for me, you know, like, I'm not talking about the gang itself. I'm just talking about the hood. So when we say gangs, it's not like the gangs in the States, bro. It's not 20, 30, 40 people deep. It's, you know, gangs back in Toronto can be as deep as four. And those four motherfuckers are the most dangerous motherfuckers you've ever met in your life. Okay. You know what I mean? Because Toronto ain't a boat. Like I said, Screwface Capital, your best friend will stab you in the back, bro. You know, for a five dollar bill or sell your mom or sell your mom coke. So you how can you trust mean? how can you trust anyone then? How can you call them your crew if you, if they if they're gonna stab you in the back then? Like how do you it's know? 
it's the work exactly it's the work that they put in it's the work that you see with your own eyes right like your boy gets arrested and he does five years without saying nothing you know that's your boy yeah you got what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, fuck the 69 culture that they're putting out there. This nigga's fucking making rap videos about how he snitched. Yo, Taka- yeah, Takashi, uh, he fucking snitched on everybody. He was, you know he, was, I mean? he was acting hard and shit. I, 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 like, do you think that's just glorified now? Like, do you think that's just kind of mainstream? It's disgusting. It's disgusting yeah. how glorified it is, bro, because the amount of people that are in jail for snitching, because of snitches and the own people put them there, is disgusting, bro. Don't play the game and get caught and then put someone else's life at risk because you couldn't do the time. That's so fucked, man. That's you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get if you. Gonna, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna play the game, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you 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 know what you're risking, bro. You know what I mean? Because there ain't no real game, bro. You know what I mean? And yeah, gambling you. with your life out there. And out there, man's were literally gambling with lives, bro. Like I was out there, you know, like, bro. I I got. I don't know if you can see it on the video here, but there's a bump on my neck. I got yeah, stabbed I got... by a crackhead, but oh, it's a fucking sh- pencil, bro. On my neck, dog. What the fuck? You're, you know what oh I mean? My, oh, my because God. Because he wanted a $5 bag of crack. <sighs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Which I didn't even sell. You just thought I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck. Right? So it was, it was, it was, it was fuckery, dog. You know what I mean? And, yeah. like, and, and, and that's just, that's just how the game is. That's how life is, right? And, like, that culture, the 69, that, that's promoting right now is disgusting, man. Like, you know, to put, to, 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 to glorify that you're putting people in, in a situation because you got caught, you're a fucking bitch, bro. Yo, straight the fuck up. And like, yo, um, in, sorry about my language there. No, I don't and care, like, dude. Yo, when people are like always defending him, oh, you know, but his gang did this to him, his gang did that to him, they did this to him. Well, first of all, bro, he did this to them. I'm not even talking about snitching. Well, they're like, oh, when he, when, why wouldn't he snitch on them when, when he went to jail? They slept with, you know, they slept with his baby moms. Dude, the man said fuck Treyway before he went to jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. The man said, fuck his gang. Oh, they stole from me. Bro, you stole from them first. You were telling these guys to shoot rappers like Chief Keith for you. Wait, wait, what? You want to shoot Chief? Yeah, bro. That was a big beef that was going on. It was, was all over TMZ and shit. Ah, Even when he went to jail. Yeah. Fucking this guy, like, tried to get his boys to shoot Chief Keith for him. And they almost accomplished it, bro, to be honest with you. Oh, and shit. Yeah. Trey, ain't no joke. Those guys are a real crew, yo. Mm-hmm. And what this guy did was just freaking disgusting. You went up to these guys for a handout. These guys put you on. Then you turned on them. And then you snitched on them. Like, yes. come on, bro. I can't defend that. Oh, your baby mom's cheating on you? Bro, this guy beat, beat his baby moms every day in front of their kid. You know? Like, like, come on, bro. Like, he caught what he got, what he, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, it's the beauty of the world that we all, not everyone's gonna agree. Yeah. That motherfucker got what, that motherfucker didn't even get half of what he should get, she should get, but he got what he deserved when he got caught, bro. You know what I mean? But, you know, at the end of the day, the world is the world and karma will deal with it. And I learned this, karma will deal with it. I don't wish hate on anybody. I don't wish death upon nobody. I don't, I don't wish, you know, I learned, I learned from that, you know, like cause back in the days, bro, back, back when I was younger, I, I thought I was a tough guy. I'd be like, yo, this guy did me wrong. I'm going to go get him. I'm going to go get him. Yeah, yeah. Karma, karma will come get me back, bro. And I learned, I'm like, you should never, no matter what wrong people do to you, I'm still not going to wish hate upon you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't wish death upon no man. You know, that, that's wrong. But, and, you know, if you come at my family or you come at me and you try to take my life away, I'm going to defend myself and do what I have to do. Or you come at my loved ones or everything I worked hard with. But just because you're beefing with me, bro, I don't wish death upon you, man. You know what I mean? We, we got to go We gotta go past that culture, you know? And we, 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 we took the culture and we took it into a negative way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like going back, you know, growing up in the hood, you know, seeing all these Mercedes and people like, yo, I want to be like that guy, you know? 
you know what the big homies should have told me then? They should have been like, yeah, you can get this if you go to school and become a lawyer. And yeah, but we don't. But they, we just don't own any better, do we? Like, right? they don't own any better, yeah. Like, right? you know, my family has a Beamer, so how the hell can I? Re- how the hell can we really get that? Because we just we don't know the way. But that's the thing, though. And this is what I'm getting at. This is the big homies that brought us up yeah. should have turned around and been like, yo, motherfucker, go to school and become a lawyer, become a legal defense lawyer, and I'll pay for you for your for you to pay to get me out of jail. You know, yeah. there's, a other, there's another way. Don't just show mm-hmm. me one way. There's another way. But even like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. With us, at the first, we were like, yo, this is what we want to do. But we turned around. Even though we, we, you know, we, 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 we out there, we caused a lot of fuckery. And I know the younger generation wanted to be worse than us. We still turned around and told the younger generation, yo, go be an athlete, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, yo, look at it this way. My generation in Toronto, how many athletes or other than Drake, rappers really come up? Not many. What? Drake, right? Yeah. But the generation many. after us, look how many athletes we have coming from the city. Look how many, you know, we, we have freaking rappers trying to come up now. We got actors, you know what I mean? We got comedians, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's more, it's, because, it's more, it's kind of developing the talent, right? Right? Because and, the genera- yeah. our generation is turning around, telling, telling these kids, stop being fucking stupid. Go to school. You know what I mean? Gangster is becoming a doctor. Gangster is becoming a lawyer. You know why? Because you can feed your family and you're getting a seven-figure check, bro. That's gangster, bro. Gangster is not being on these streets. You know what I mean? That's surviving. That's what people have to understand. We didn't do it to be cool. We did it because we wanted to survive and eat. You know, we wanted to make sure our family can eat. We wanted to make sure our kids had diapers. You know what I mean? Or you could have got a regular job. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't because there was a time they wouldn't hire you from because of where you lived. And now and that's kind of changed, need, right? Right. That's changed a lot yeah, now because yeah. we, need, we need factory workers and things like that. But also... You couldn't get a job because any decent paying, even factory jobs were all fucking saturated because we had a whole generation of dropouts, bro. My generation, I think, has the biggest dropout rate ever. Like mm-hmm. I, half the people I went to high school with didn't graduate. I graduated because I went to, you know, I went to, I had to go to adult school to get my last three credits, but that's just because I got kicked out of school for throwing a snowball at my vice principal head. But I didn't mean to. We were in the middle of a snowball fight. This girl, these girls threw snowballs at me and I dashed one a little too hard. The girl ducked and hit my vice principal. What are the odds, right? I didn't plan yeah. it. I'll just keep it at that. But, you know what I mean? But she, and, yo, the lady expelled me after that, yo. She was like, yo, that's her last try, you know? I'm like, well, what I really do, that's bad. Well, she'd be like, well, you always get the fights. Yeah, because kids try to jump me, bro. They try to jump me and my friends, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, what do you want me from me? Like, you know, you never go to class. Yeah, but I have the highest marks in class, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't go to class because your education system doesn't entertain my, my me. I go to class where the teachers actually challenge me. No, you know is, is, I mean? do you think that's an issue as well? Just the quality of the education? And- oh, fuck. It's bullshit, guy. Teachers, half the teachers out there are fucking doing it for a check because they're overworked. They, they start oh, yeah. off, they start with passion, then they get into the school system, and it's like, how the fuck am I going to make a difference if I got 40 freaking kids in one classroom? Mm-hmm. It's, that's too much for anybody, man. So, it's not, it's not, so not to say the quality, but it's just the fact that the working conditions are... Really well, bad. the quality, too. Our school system hasn't changed since 1950. They teach you how to be a garbage man or a factory. If you notice, our school system, the way it's built... I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about high school. If you, if you actually look at our high school system, right? Mm-hmm. It's built like a factory, bro. It tra- trains you how to be a factory worker. It teaches te- you basic knowledge, right? Yeah, it gives yeah, you I a 15-minute break, right? gives you a half-an-hour lunch break. gives you a 15-minute break, and then you're done at 3.30. You know what I mean? You learn basic math, basic English. In nowadays, especially, you learn basic math and basic English. Yeah. They, take, they take away programs like arts and cultures. They take away things like cursive writing... I can curse afraid still. I, Dude, I, fuck. I, I haven't cursed afraid since 11. <laughs> bro, in my journal, I still curse afraid though because I like how it looks, right? I'll show yeah. you my journal one day. And freaking, you know, I, I, I actually had my journal at work the other day and one of, the, one of the younger girls there, she was like, 
why do you scribble? <laughs> I go, what? Are you serious? Why yeah, do you... yeah, she goes, why do, you, why do you scribble? She's like 22, 23. There's, I'm like, no, no, there's, there's, there's no way. She, there's no yeah. way. There's no she, way. She's like, yo, why do you scribble in your book? Your handwriting is so bad. I go, well, it's, no, you're printing so bad. Well, it's not printing. It's handwriting. This is cursive writing, but I don't have time to explain that to you right now. But uh, that's, just, that's just how I write still, when it, especially with a pencil, so I don't want to lose that talent. Yeah. Um, because, you know, once you lose it, you lose it, right? And it's hard to gain something back. So things like that, especially education and things like that are very important to me. Um, education has always been important to me since, mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid. But uh, what's it called? Um, you know, like, 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 like seeing the school system is disgusting. It's fucking disgusting, you know? Our school system, it trains you to be a factory worker. It trains you to be a garbage man the most. You know, it doesn't challenge you. We don't learn about taxes. We don't, they took away classes like social studies. I was privileged to have social studies where we, we actually sat there and looked at and debated in class, you know, and like talked about different political views. We talked about communism. We talked about Cuba. We talked about different types of wars. We, yes, we learned about Canadian history, but mm-hmm. I was so privileged to have a teacher, to have teachers actually that gave a shit and, you know, w- was teaching about political views from different countries. You know what I mean? Things that were away from the curriculum, but we don't get that anymore. Back when I went to school, the most, the most students, maybe 15 to 20, you know what I mean? And I was in the public school system. Now a public school system has 30 to 40. Yeah. You know what I mean? And with no teacher's aid. Like, how are they going to touch every student? It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You're overworking them. You know what I mean? You, you, you can't. They got grade and stuff like that. And I, I personally believe teachers don't get paid enough for what they have to deal with, too, because the kids nowadays have no respect. You know what I mean? And that also comes from a generation of mindless parents, you know, who just keep their kids in front of the TV and, and want to go out and party and pop bottles too, you know, or want to, you know, it comes from a generation where, you know, they rather have like four different baby fathers just to get a fucking paycheck. You know what I mean? Oh, or, yeah. or, or like guys will have, you know, you know, we forgot the meaning of Kings and Queens, bro. You know, we all here and we're treating every girl like, 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 like they're a queen for the night. And then we throw them and we throw them away the next day. Right. Well, I, because, I think this is because we have access to so many fucking people. It's, it's really, that's really crazy. crazy. It's crazy, and you're right. That is a big aspect to it. And another big aspect to it is we grew up in a culture where when something's broken or we don't like it, we move on to the next or we throw it away. Yeah, we're, yeah. Our, we're generation way before us, the generation that everyone calls boomers, I don't like calling them that unless I like to piss them off, to be honest <laughs> with you. But the generation before us, they come from a hardworking culture where if something's broken, we fix it. You know, and my dad taught me that, right? Like, back in the days when we had those big box TVs, you know, my dad yeah. used to try to fix them before he even took it to the repair shop. Up. And then yeah. when he used to go to a repair shop, he used to watch them. He used to stay in the shop and watch them. That's how you learn to fix VCRs and how to, like, you know, fuck with motherboards and computers. But that was a software person. He knew a lot about software and programming. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but, like, hardware stuff, he didn't really know much, but he did that. Mm-hmm. You know? He, he was a handyman, you know, and he, he passed that trade to me, right? Where I fixed something, right? Like, even before I bought this laptop I have right now, I actually try to, like, see how my other laptop could be fixed. You know what I mean? Um, if my bed frame the wood cracks on it, I, I, I fixed it instead of going out oh, and spending 200 bucks on a new one, you know? But, like, we don't have that in society no more. And like you said, we have access to everything, right? We come from a throwaway culture, and we also come from a culture where, 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 where we're romanticizing doing the wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, give, I don't care what anybody tells me, you, you, um, you know, cheating on a test, cheating on, you know, your girlfriend, cheating on anything, you're a cheater. A cheater is a cheater, right? Again, in certain situations, certain situations, but... You know, like, you know, there are going to be certain situations that are not so black and gray, but yeah. like, you know, uh, sorry, gray and white, but there's most, but there's a lot of situations out there that, you know, people are just, you know, they're minus idiots and that's what they got taught. You know what I mean? They, that's, they got, they got taught to throw things away. They got taught to be like, okay, run away. You know what I mean? People yeah. don't have courage anymore. Right. Like, like 
one thing I never get is I don't know if it's just a West Coast thing or whatever, but I don't see guys going up to girls and be like, hey, "Yo, girl, what's up? Yo, yo, how you doing, mommy? You know what I mean? It's like, different here. I, That's why, right? I see guys, here. yeah, going on Tinder and trying to get a date. Bro, I don't get Tinder dates. Like, yeah, I have a Tinder profile. I'm not gonna lie, and I match with a few people, but I have this fear of meeting people online because um, back in the days, I'll tell you another funny story. Back yeah, in the days, there was something called uh, Meet Me in Toronto, Meet Me in Teal. It was like MySpace of for Toronto, okay? Yeah, okay. And people used to go on there and like, you know, go on there and be like, yo, yo, look at this girl I'm talking to and shit like that. Those were the MSN days, bro. When we used to run home and play, you know, trying to go on MSN and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So fucking. Um, one time, one time we were we were uh, with my voice talking to some girl, and I'm like, yo, bro, that girl's pretty. He's like, yeah, 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 I gotta go meet her. Yo, call me, me. She's gonna be some friends or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool, go go meet up, right? And then afterwards we, um, you know, we go, and then we're at we're I think it was at Pape Station, and uh, it's a station in Scarborough, in Toronto. And then there was uh, where the ticket booths are. Yeah. Yo, and I was like, like, like. I don't like just calling people ugly, but yo, if y'all seen these girls, it'd have been like East or uh, Hastings Street over here. Pick the fuck up. That's what they look like to me, bro. They're bucket, bro. So freaking out, I was like, yo, what's going on here? I'm like, yo, he called her, and then all of a sudden, those girls in the corner started laughing. Yeah. And okay. Like, and afterwards, he goes, he goes, he goes, nah, bro, this is how she looks like. And this is before Catfish and the show came out and shit. You know what I mean? So I was like, I was like, I was like, no, that laughing. It was her, bro. That's a joke. And I started laughing hard, yo. And then all of a sudden, the ugliest girl from the group comes up and is like, he goes to my boy. I'm not going to say his name, but he's like, hey, are you L? We'll just keep a call him L for now. Hey, are you L? And he's like, yeah. He's like, hey, I'm Tamara. i never seen a man run so fast in my life, bro. This guy <laughs> freaking hopped over the fence, almost got hit by a bus, freaking crosses the street. A taxi almost runs it over. Freaking dog's trying to avoid him. I took off and left me there, you know. And I'm, oh, like, shit, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, motherfucker. He, she looks at me. I'm like, I don't know who that guy was. I was just trying to get five dollars, yo. I'm a bum. Leave me alone, bro. I <laughs> myself. I'm like, I'm not even yeah, I mean, honestly, in terms but, of like the people not approaching girls in Vancouver, it's just because it's easy. Two things, I think, it's easier to be single because, and like, honestly, it's such a stressful environment here. It comes down to the fact that the weather's better here, and there isn't as much competition here. That's one of them. Um, the other fact is that we're just scared. Yeah, you hear too many stories, man. You, you do, you do. Yeah, too many fucking stories, man. But, but the thing yeah. is, though, like, like I still, fu- I still fucking do it because it's honestly fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you've, you've like, seen me try to fucking do it before, but like, <laughs> yeah, right? But yeah. like that whole online culture, it made hookup culture so much easier and made it yeah. more distant. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I like going to a bar and picking up a girl, man. Like, I like walking up to a girl on the sky train and be like, "Hey, how you doing? Beautiful. Like, you know, you look, you look great today." And you know how many times they just smile and like. Man, I'll just say that to girls randomly, even without picking them up. I'll just say that to them just to put a smile on their face because there's so many beautiful women out there that should be smiling when they're not. They're just there, screw face. And girls come up to me all the time. They're like, yo, I don't know why guys don't come up to us. Like, you you, you come up to us like nothing. I go, well, I'm not, you know, it's different for me. And then I'm, I'm like, in general, it's different for me because I talk a lot. I'm all going person, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of people, they're not like that. They're like, no, Sue, you don't understand, you know, guys don't come up to us. We'll be giving them the hint and they won't come up to us. You know, Tinder's fun only so much. I'm like, Man, that's why I like, 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 like for me, I stand, I stand out to them, you know, because like I go up and talk to them and I get it. Like guys are scared and they hear stories and all that stuff. But, you know, sometimes you got to go and go in and say hi. You know what I mean? It's actually really fucking fun. Like, like I, I do it just for the sake of like just the game. It's the game, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. bro, um, you should watch the show on YouTube. It's, 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 the show doesn't exist anymore, but, but it's there on YouTube. It's called Keys to the VIP. 
oh, I know that show. It's that show back in like the early 2000s where like the guys were to pick Bro. up the girls in the club. Dude, Bro. I was like seven or six. You see the see the black guy with the ball, the ball guy? Yo, that guy? Yo, he was a professor in college. My homegirl knows him. But like, my and my boy, my boy, my boy's. Uh, I think my boy's ex girlfriend was on that show too. Yo, his baby mom's yo. Fucking, it was uh, it, it was, so. But you see shows like that, like like yo, we grew up watching that shit, right? Even as jokes, but we go up to girls and you know we make jokes about it, we make a little competition of it. You know what I mean? Like like, let's see it's how different now. That's I think I think diff- that's what it is. I think it's, it's just yeah, it's different now. It's, it's not just it's, Vancouver. It's no, everywhere. It's everywhere. I, 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 I see it. Yeah, it's right. It's just like, yo, that, that whole connection, that social connection is not there. So when people are always bitching about, yo, I can't meet someone, it's like, no, you just don't know the skills to meet someone. You know what I mean? Because there's a million people out there. You just got to go out there, you know? You know, there's and a like, whole group on that called incels that, that, incels? Can't get la- yeah, that can't get laid and they bitch about, like, you know, just not being able to get a girlfriend. And, and, and that culture is disgusting, too. Like, not the fact that you can't get a girlfriend, but to, to surround yourself with people who are, are just negative. You know what I mean? Like... Why are you gonna join a support group that's gonna bitch about you not getting girls? Wouldn't you join a group where there's a bunch of guys who are already getting girls and that can help you? True, yeah, man. But like, it's but easier. Like, it's easier to be in an echo chamber than it is to to be in a place where they would challenge you. Because but, but if like, you're in those, if you're in that uh, position where yeah, you're gonna reinforce your current beliefs, and it's easier to stay in that route. I, like, trust me. Like, I, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Coming yeah, from yeah. coming from economics background, the only thing we ever taught was to think things in a certain way. It was only until I started, you know, kind of branching out that things. That people brought up different perspectives, so it, it's at the end of the day, we it, it is easier to be in a group like that, it as is. opposed to honestly being challenged every single time you you, you open your mouth. I think that no, I, I I get that, but easy will never make you grow. Yeah, I get you. You know, you know what I mean. Easy if you stay in the comfort zone forever, like bro. If I stay in the comfort zone forever, I was I wouldn't have a job right now. I would have been laid off because of COVID, of being a chef. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? Right? Like, nothing wrong with being a chef. Don't get me wrong. I I love hospitality. You know, I, I it's still a passion of mine. But I'm just saying, if I stayed in my comfort zone, I wouldn't be in the in, in on the business side of things where I see things a little bit different now. And I, 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 you know, as a chef, I love being a chef, but I hated working 14 hours a day. I hated working seven days a week. I hated not getting overtime. I hated that I would work without eating for like 12 hours and come home and eat two hot dogs. I'm too tired to cook. You know, yeah. like I hated that shit. I hated the shit that I, I couldn't have a stable relationship because I wouldn't see my girl and or my girls I was dating at the time. And, you know, they'd be like, yo, fuck, you're never here. You're always working. I get it. I get it. I get all those complaints. You know what I mean? I get everything. Mm-hmm. But as a chef, you kind of have no choice, right? But, like, you know, like it's, um, you know, like it's going back to the whole, you know, uh, support group thing, right? Like you, you have to challenge yourself and you have to, like, you know, push yourself out of the comfort zone. Like Alcoholics Anonymous says, don't go to, don't go to Alcoholics Anonymous and talk to, like um, people who are still drinking every day, yeah. you know what I mean. And yeah, not the people who are helping them sober up, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You got it. You got to. You can't run in life. You got to face your fears, and that's when you overcome things. You know, there's certain things in life you have to run from. Like if my hustle is burning down, down, gone straight, I'm gonna run from if that. Someone's gonna try to fucking shoot you. Then you, or, you know what I mean. God damn, I'm gonna run. run. God, God damn it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But when a challenge is, is presented in front of me, such as to help me grow, and I know it's to help me grow, I'm going to take that challenge. I'm going to take it with a stride. Like, look at um, our, our old workplace. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of challenging situations there where we flourished. You know what I mean? We flourished because we, we, we stepped to the challenges. And look, look at the positions that we're all in. You know, we're, we're all in different places, right? Like, 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 I'm in a totally different place now. But I'm in a better position because the challenges I faced there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It helped me grow and help become a better at my job, you know? Yeah. And I'm forever grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in a job and I'm in a situation where it's like, oh, I dealt with this over there, so mm-hmm. I know how to deal with this over here, you know? Yeah. Um, 
that's that's just a, a, another example is like fuck man I could have still been in the hood and been in Toronto and never got to meet you and seen this beautiful world you know what I mean thanks man yeah right? yeah yeah right I would out. Have, I, I, I had to get out, you know, and I took the challenge of being a chef and traveling the world and seeing things. And, you know, we, it was, it was great times. It was great times, you know, and, um, 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 but it was, it was a challenge. It was, it was a challenge because, you know, when you, when you graduated from chef school, you're going into a job that pays you 12 bucks an hour. Yeah. You know, you have not even enough to pay off your student loans and make rent, bro. You have to work two jobs, you know, and, to, to cooking jobs. You don't want to work another job because, you know, you want to keep your skills going, right? So it, that's a challenge. But I knew in the long run that I'll be, I'll be, some, I'll, I'll be somebody. You yeah. Know? And I think, yeah, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? I, I think in, in, at the end of the day, that's what everybody really just wants, right? You just want to be somebody. Not with society. I'm not talking about somebody in society. I'm just talking about your own personal beliefs and goals. You just want to be somebody, right? One day, and, and I think that's the, I did just tie it all together back to, you know, the story of coming up. I think everyone wants to be somebody right? at the right. end of the day. Everybody yeah, wants everyone, to be somebody. Everybody wants to be somebody, man. This is why we do what we do. Right. So. And, and that's why we do what we do. And the one thing I love about, you know, especially the generation I'm from is nothing set in stone. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I was, I have three different crew. Well, if you count, Technically two, but if you count the first one, it wasn't legal. But I had three different careers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, I get you, yeah. Right, right. I had three different careers, and like, our, you know, with the older generation, like before us, they only had one job, and that's what they stuck to. You know, maybe they got into a factory and become a manager, or maybe they, you know, got into a trade. Which nothing wrong with that. I always support people going into trades because that's where you'll make the most money nowadays. But um, you know, like you know, maybe you got into a trade or you got into an office job. You stuck to that same job until the day you fucking retired or died. Mm-hmm. You know where. Our generation, your generation is even better with it than us, yo. Well, I guess you're part of our generation, but the generation, no. uh, like, I like would the think gen- it's a lot worse because we tend to jump around, hop around nowadays because we're so mobile. True, but the entrepreneurship that I see from you guys is amazing, and I oh, love yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I love it. Like I know 21 people are 21, 22, or for someone like yourself, your age, who has a bigger bank account. Not forget the bank account. Forget that. Let's not talk about money. Let's talk about yeah. the accomplishments. Have more accomplishments and goals. And that, that's what drives you in life. Money is just a small fucking factor in life, in my opinion. Yes, it's a tool, but you need a purpose in life, right? And your generation lo- finds that, you know what I mean? Where our generation, like for like me and my friends, none of us had a career, a, a, a full-out career until we were 30s. We did different things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in my 20s, I was, I was a chef, you know? Before that, I was whatever, but like, you know, I was a chef for the longest time. And then I pull myself out and now I, I, I'm, I work as a broker, right? Um, I realize sales is more of a stronger suit. Much as I'm a great cook, I realize sales is what I enjoy, right? Um, who knows? 10 years from now, I can be in real estate. Who knows? 20 years from now, I can freaking be selling cell phones. I don't know. I take it a day at a time, right? But we were smart enough to know that we're not trees and our feet are not planted. We can get up and go. It's all about using your mind and using the tools that are given to you, you know, the biggest example I can give in my personal life, no one gave me that insurance license. I actually failed that test the first time. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, you told me that. Yeah, I told you about that, right? Mm-hmm. And then, much as the company was like, "Yo, do it one more time, do it one more time," I was smart enough to say, "No, I'm gonna take a step back." Yeah. Because if I fail one more time, I can't write the test until next year. Then I don't have a job for another year. Fuck that. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. It was a challenge, and I stepped. I, 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 it was a challenge, and I, and I, and I stepped to the occasion where. It wasn't given to me. I had to learn it and I had to study it and memorize it. And bro, I was calling insurance companies like, um, you know, all West 
forgot to, uh, or other companies and things like that, and asking them, hey, um, um, what does this mean? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And every insurance company I called, like literally, I called probably every insurance company on the damn freaking internet. Were were all helpful. They were all helpful. They were like, yo, we need people who care about this industry, and they helped me. They helped me understand insurance, bro. But that's how I learned it. My general license. That's how I learned it. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not from working with a company. Uh, I, 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 I learned the basis from outside and I, by going out there and putting myself out there and pulling my big boy pants up because I was like, what's the worst thing they do? They're gonna hang up the phone on me. Yeah. I don't know these people. So has anyone ever hung up the phone on me? Ever hurt me? No. So let me do this. You know what I mean? And that's how I had to learn because at that time I didn't know anybody in the industry, right? So I had to make kind of doors open for me, right? And that's how I did it. Now. You know, like there's people out there who don't want to. I don't know. They just don't have goals, or they just don't want to do anything. and want everything given to them. You know, and I can't support that culture. You know what I mean? I can't be like, "Hey, here's a hundred k. Go live your life." You know what I mean? Like, even if I win the lottery tomorrow and I want to help everybody, you gotta call, like my friends. Even they gotta. I'm not just gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars if I win ten million. You come to me with a salt. You come to me with a business plan and be like, "Soup." I went to school. This is what I did. Or, you know, it's you know, this is my idea. This is what I've been working on for 10 years. Yo, fam, here's a check. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't, I don't want no payback, no investments. Go. You know what I mean? I came up. Now you come up, you know? Cool. And I, I always believed in that. If you move up, the next person behind you, you bring them up with you, you know? Awesome. Man. Okay. By the way, it's, it's 8.15. So I think you have to oh. go in about a minute. Uh, I do. Yeah, man. Um, I, other than, I, I, yes, go actually, ahead. Before I do though, before you start we have to do this because I'm not even close to being done. <laughs> we have to do this again. Yeah, this so, is, yeah. I'm not even close to being done. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad you liked it, man. See, most people actually come in for a part two. So what we can do is if you have more time and if, if you want, we can schedule part two here. And thank you for coming on on a weekday, okay? Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for having me on. And Joe, like it was a pleasure and it's always, good to, it's always good to talk to you. And I always learn a lot from you, but thank you for taking the time and looking at my insights, brother. No, thank you for uh, sharing your story, right? All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. You have a great All one, right. Joe. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope to hear from you soon again. There are many more episodes to come. Take care, and bye for now.